0: here is the minister lewis Tharakan in his second visit to our program and uh you should also know that uh he has asked for and we have consented to uh, a couple of things one there are approximately 25 uh f- brothers and sisters uh from the nation of islam whom you've asked to uh be in our audience, and we were pleased to oblige. Uh, we also, you also asked us for an opportunity to give a two-minute statement here at the beginning of our program, and like the magnanimous person that you've always known me to be, <laughs> uh, we should say this, that we do you no favors, Minister Farrakhan, you're entitled to these airwaves, they belong to the people. And we thank you for consenting to accommodate our uh, format here. After, which, uh, after this statement, you'll answer my questions and those of our audience. And why don't you proceed now?
1: Thank you. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, my dear uh, visitors and friends and those of you in our television audience, the United States of America, one of the greatest nations in the last 6,000 years, is in grave trouble, not because of the power of a foreign government, but because of an internal rot and decadence that could very well sentence this nation to the ignominy that many of her sister nations have gone to before her. America is in the path of Sodom and Gomorrah, ancient Egypt, Babylon and Rome. And at the core of this internal problem of America is the unwanted presence of nearly 30 to 40 million black people who didn't come on the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, or the Mayflower, but who came in the holes of ships. And from the day that our fathers set the soles of their feet in the Western Hemisphere, our cry has been for justice and our cry is for justice today. I'm not before you to anger you, to upset you. I'm before you as an instrument, I hope, of peace, and I hope of reason. As a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I want you to know that I'm not an enemy of America, nor am I an enemy of Jews or white people, and certainly I'm not an enemy of black people but I hope you will understand before this is over that I am pro-truth, pro-justice, and I hope for the liberation of our people and the salvation of this nation. Thank you very much.
0: Well, now, isn't that a rather... That's a hallmark card of an opening statement, if I may say. Uh, To be compared, if we might, just for the moment, Brian, if you're ready, let's take a look at uh, Minister Farrakhan uh, addressing the African-American summit meeting in New Orleans. Here you are, uh, telling what you believe uh, with just a bit (laughs) more energy than you opened the Donahue show. Here's what you said to a predominantly black audience in New Orleans.
1: Why should our people have to subsist on charity or live in poor houses when we built the country for you, fought, bled and died to maintain the country for you? You ask us to pay taxes like everybody else, wait a minute, we don't get justice. We give you our tax dollar to support a police department that doesn't respect us. We give you our tax dollar to support education that does not educate us properly. We give you our tax dollars, you spend four billion each year on Israel to maintain Israel in a welfare position? You send billions of dollars. You rebuild Germany. You rebuilt Japan. Here we are, fought, bled, and died, made you what you are. What are you willing to come on down with to help
2: the black man rebuild himself?
0: Um, you know what I think? I just think... I think you've given up. Given up on what? On the ideal of an integrated America. The dream of Martin Luther King. I think you've given up. This is not... I'm not trying to be a smart aleck now. I'm telling you honestly that I think you've given up. If I may respond, uh, the
1: Kerner Commission established by President Johnson in 1967 Said that there were two societies, one black, one white, one rich, one poor, and uh, the Kerner Commission gave specific recommendations that had to be followed if America believed in integration. Twenty years after that, a group of scientists got together to see what the progress was, and the progress is that we have a larger middle class but the masses of black people have gone backward and the country is not only separate and unequal but in worse condition today than it was then so I don't think Mr. uh, Donahue you should put it on me that I've given up America has never believed in integration never
0: never Um, Mr. Farrakhan, I can't really stand up and jump up and down and say, shame on you for uh, this feeling. I truly can't. The evidence is overwhelming. Overwhelming. One in four black uh, males, either in jail or under the tutelage of the prison system. Um, and, And so I'm here to say that it hurts me to think about this, but I think I I have a responsibility to understand how a, a lot of smart people would get to this place. America does is not interested in integration. If that's the case, um, why are you even why are you even bothering to? Uh, suggests that you're interested in it. Why not make your statement more in fact and without qualification? And if America has not been interested in integration, I assume you feel it never will be, certainly not in your lifet- lifetime. So why don't you proceed then from that point of view and, and, and tailor your speeches accordingly? It's, it's deeper than that, Mr. Donahue.
1: We uh, have a stake here. We have helped to build this country. When the Civil War broke out, supposedly, uh, Mr. Lincoln wanted to free the slaves, but according to his own words, he really didn't care whether America had slaves or not. He really wanted to save the Union. Mm -hmm. Black soldiers fought on the side of the North and the South. The Union was saved, but we were not yeah we have done what every citizen should do but we have gotten nothing from it so america is in trouble and we believe we have a solution to the problem and if the solution is good for black people it's good for america
0: yeah with the time fleeting what is the solution if we are already separate but unequal
1: and there is not the will on the part of the United States government or, nor is there a national will to reconcile the differences between but black and white. You say if.
0: You don't believe there is.
1: No, I don't. All right, well, I really don't. Okay, let's not
0: qualify it then.
1: But when I say if, I'm speaking now for those who might think there is that possibility. So why, why mollify them? Huh? Why well, patronize
0: them? Why accommodate them if I don't, that's not what
1: you feel? I don't wish for them at this point to feel that their thinking is discredited. But if in the course of this discourse and in the face of the overwhelming evidence that America really doesn't want black people, then look, let's tally up what is owed to us. Let's sit down and talk about a just solution. And I tell you, like Moses said to Pharaoh,
0: "Let us go and do something for ourselves." Uh huh. Okay. So let's be, Let me understand this now. We're going to come up with several billion, I assume, huh? Uh, I don't think this is the appropriate forum. Well, no. I'm just to trying discuss... to. I don't either. But I'm just trying to find out. Uh, 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 reparations not unlike, but certainly more substantial than those that were voted for uh, the Japanese who were interned in World War II, money which incidentally has yet to be forthcoming to them, approved but not expended. Uh, okay, I get that. Now, where are you going? Are you going then back to the homeland? Are you going back to the African continent? Is that your idea? You know, as again, all of these black
1: people here have a stake here. We have a stake here, I think, that is more uh, valid than those who just came here a few days, a few years ago. These are the children of those who built this. So, yes, we can go there, or we can stay here. If we stay here, then why not separate and give to the children of those who built this country land and reparations, that we may go and do something for ourselves. Now, I did mention, however, that there is the possibility of some of us returning to Africa. Africa is in need of the scholarship that we have gained from our sojourn in America. And just as England let go some of her convicts who had no hope, languishing in prisons, to help build this, and just as Britain let go of her convicts to build Australia and New Zealand, we have 609,000 black young men behind prison bars with no hope at all. Since we have the ability to reform them, let us... Reform them. Give us our time. Look, wait, wait, just one minute. Since Africa had a part in our coming here, for it was some African brothers of ours who helped to sell us, and there were some Arabs who had a part in it, there were some Jews who had a part in it, there were some Europeans who had a part in it, but the death blow was dealt by the slave masters here in what is called now the united states so since we didn't give up our right to africa then why should not we petition our own kith and kin to set apart for the children of the slaves certain land and territory that some of us particularly those who have no hope whatsoever in the society, let them go to begin to build a Uh new
0: reality for themselves and for their people. In the homeland, in in the land from which their kith and kin uh, originated and from which they came. Uh, Now, those who who choose not then to go to uh, Africa... uh, Again, they have as much right here. As you do. Well, but, but wait a minute. We've got a deal here. We're letting people out of jail. Yeah. Well, that does complicate it just a little bit. Uh, wh- wh- where do... I, assuming that not all the b- brothers will wish to return to Africa. Obviously, I do not presume to speak for them. But it's not unreasonable to assume that not all of them want to go. Is it your notion that, that there should be an area in, within the continental United States to, uh, d- to... To establish a nation, a separate nation? If... We agree
1: that these brothers and sisters of ours can't get any justice within the social, political, and economic order that you call the
0: United States. You said if. You don't think
1: they can. Why shouldn't we be separated
0: in a state or territory of our own? Because then there's this imaginary line. You get some sheriff down there chewing mail pouch. And somebody's we've discussed this before but look all of a sudden somebody somebody starts holding hands with somebody else at the drive-in theater and then the then these the racist words are heard in the night and there goes the neighborhood come on you can't possibly sir, expect you can't trivialize the cry for justice
1: now it was not impossible For England, France, America, and the United Nations to take land from the Palestinians and settle Jews in a state of their own, giving hope to oppressed Jews all over the world? Why should there be this trivialization of a desire on the part of black people, since we have not made it here, to go and do something for ourselves? we as black people have to provide a future for our people, for the government and white people are not providing a future for us. So it is wrong for us to stay around laying at the foot of white people like the Bible's Lazarus, begging for crumbs that fall from their table when we can go and make a table of our own. (laughs) Uh...
0: mm Minister Farrakhan, when you suggest, I'll just take a minute here, when you suggest that I trivialize your proposal, you, you speak to an attitude that I didn't present, far from trivializing it. I am merely asking you to consider the consequences of an isolated island of African-Americans within the community that we now call the United States of America. And you use the state of Israel to support your notion and its practical uh, possibilities. And yet you feel that uh, Israel was uh, immoral and unfair to Palestinians in its declaration of statehood in 1948.
1: But you had the will to take land from palestinians we have a more natural right to land in africa or land here than the than the, uh, the than the jews had okay. to palestine okay and if you could do that for them sir with all due respect why is it so silly to think that we now should be some isolated uh, ghetto we can be isolated in the ghetto, but we can't be together in unity. I didn't say building that. Building a nation. No, you didn't say that, but I'm saying it. You think that we're going off into some isolation. Well, where will it be? Where will it be? You want... Well, that's something we have to discuss. Yeah. We have to negotiate that. Yeah. Uh... Yeah.
0: Um, uh, you got, let me, uh, b- may I ask you for some brief commentary on this before our break? This audience wants in here. Um, you agree with Ronald Reagan that the welfare state creates a slave mentality due for me and, and is a kind of sleeping pill for the recipients, regardless of color. Do I understand you correctly? You
1: understand Mr. Reagan correctly. (laughs) But a welfare mentality was created when my fathers and mothers were made slaves and robbed of the knowledge of themselves and dependent totally on a slave master for food, clothing, and shelter so that when we were so-called set free by the 13th Amendment, We didn't have the mentality of a free people to go and do for ourselves. So we turned right back around and volunteered our services for not free labor, but so close to free labor. So now Mr. Reagan says we don't want welfare because it leads to dependence we already have been made dependents, but he uses that as an excuse to cut back on what he was already giving to the people and then never providing the safety net that he said he would put under those that he cut off that is injustice and it only compounds the evil
0: in your interview with the Washington Post you said among other things uh, some Jews, and they, they they shared with their readers the entire transcript, everything you said. No, 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 no. No? Oh, they no. edited it?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, well. But I can't say that these are not my words. And no, I thank are... the Post for what they did. Uh,
0: uh, over a full but page.
1: But my interview would have been probably six pages.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> some Jews have been, re- you say... Some Jews have been responsible for characterizing black people as clowns and buffoons, using the movie industry to get that message over. This is a dialogue you're having. You say you're on an island with Brock Peters. He's shooting a movie and a Jewish producer. I didn't. Uh, did he tell you he was Jewish, or did you just? Oh yes, sir. He just said, "I'm Jewish producer." Um, <laughs> he, you make the point. You make the point that. Uh, um, he says to you, you know, when we, when we feel some danger, when we feel something, we get together and we essentially uh, create uh, screenwriters, the creative community does things to ensure, uh, to set things right. You're suggesting that the guy felt he could manipulate. And you believe he could, too. <laughs> you're, you you know, you're coming very close to saying that, uh, you know, that Jews control the media. Oh. But I want, I, want, I want you to answer me this. Some Jews have been responsible for characterizing black people as clowns and buffoons using the movie industry. You get that message over. What do you think of Eddie Murphy? Okay. Uh, let me just remind this audience: this is the number one box office star in the wealthiest free market democratic system in the history of the universe.
1: Eddie Murphy is my brother and I love him as a brother and whatever criticism I have for Eddie Murphy I would say that directly to him and I wouldn't use this show to do that but I think it's not to be diminished to Eddie Murphy but if you look at the black man's self image the black woman's self image That image is created for us through centuries of miseducation. Now, if I as a black person or we as black person do not have a healthy respect for ourselves, then we cannot expect anyone else to show respect for us unless we have respect for ourselves. But we we cannot respect what we don't know. And so there's a crime of omission and a crime of commission that robbed black people of a knowledge of self that would cause us to love ourselves and love uh, one another.
0: Uh-huh. So you're not thrilled then with, uh, for example, the kind of stand-up work that I'm mother effer uh, nigger. He uses the nigger, word nigger often. I, I'm asking no, you. No,
1: I am not thrilled to see not only Eddie Murphy, but there are many white comedians who use the same foul language and feed the American public as though the American public are human pigs who can only feel good when somebody is purveying filth and decadence over the radio, the television, and through the movies. And I think whether it's black or white, It is wrong, and it is bringing America down, down, down. And personally, personally, I would hope that managers and those in show business would use our God-given talent in a much better way than to promote filth and decadence. I think that America has too much of that, and again... She's in trouble because of it.
0: You'll be brief. I
3: I am so sick and tired of this chip that you're carrying on your shoulder. We have bent over backwards. We have done backflips. To make you feel equal. And yet we've done everything. A perfect example is in the federal government. If you and I get the exact same rating for a position, do you know what? You get it. And do you know why? Because you're black. Is that fair? Is that fair to me?
0: you
1: want to speak to that? There is is a woeful lack of understanding, not only in the black community, but really in the white community, of why black people are in the condition that we're in and why all of the efforts that whites have made and government has made to try to solve the problem in the way that government sees fit has not really worked. And blacks are still crying out for more and more and more. And I realize that this is an irritant to white people because you really don't understand. And it's not really your fault. (laughs) It's not really your fault. You just don't understand. But I think if you gave yourself a chance to hear what happened to these black people that makes them as they are as an irritant to you and those who think you have done the best you could. And maybe you have, but I respectfully suggest to you that there's so much more that could be done that should be done and that must be done if... America is to survive. Believe me.
0: Uh, Esquire magazine, on your stand now, an outfit I have no personal uh, interest, or professional, monetary interest in. Pete Hamill writes about racism going to college. Brown University, the alma mater of Amy Carter, a highly regarded institution. Niggers go home was found in an elevator, a sign. Men and women were crossed out in lavatory doors, replaced by whites and niggers. The Ku Klux Klan is recruiting at Brown University. This is not to embarrass Brown. It is to say that anybody who thinks we've gotten somewhere is not reading the newspaper. Yes.
4: I would like to know, as a mother and a grandmother, what can we do to instill in our children coming up, the older ones, we can't do anything with them, but the little ones is coming up. What can we do as mothers to help? Because we can't leave America. We have our roots here. We would like to stay. But we would like to make it a better America.
1: If we wish to make our children better, one of the things we have to do is to teach them the knowledge of themselves. As a little boy, my blessed mother kept instilling in me the love and the pride of being black. She made me to know my history, to know my roots, so I grew up with a love for myself and secure within myself, never feeling inferior and certainly not feeling superior, but that chip on the shoulder that the young lady spoke about is my self-assurance, my confidence, my ability to speak the truth without fear. I don't bend. I don't bend when I don't have to. I don't scratch where I don't itch. I look white people in the eye and speak honestly and truthfully and candidly and unhypocritically to you. That's not a chip. That's just self-assurance that comes from self-knowledge. Teach your children that. And whether we are here or there, we'll be able to make a future for ourselves.
0: And we'll be back in just a moment.
5: I'd like to first of all welcome Minister Farrakhan to New York City. My name is Dennis Raheem Watson from the National Black Youth Leadership Council. On behalf of black youth at colleges and universities all across the nation, high schools, elementary schools, who look up to you for divine leadership, for spiritual leadership, for representing all of the aspirations of our grandmothers and ancestors who made us be all that and we can be. Question is- the que- I, this is not a question. This is just a level of applause and commendation for one of the greatest minds we have on the planet Earth. You need America. does not, you? Don't need America. America needs you. You are the salvation, and I applaud you. Well,
1: well, I just like to say thank you for the words, but you know we need this too. And if it's mutual need, then there can be mutual cooperation to find a solution to a problem that is bringing. All of America, down. See, so let's let's try to find a way that we can dialogue, blacks and right. Jews and blacks and whites. I'm not against a relationship, but it just can't be the master-slave relationship. That's all right.
0: over. Uh, but you can't. Um, I assume, given the uh, fallout that ensued in your description of Judaism as a dirty religion will move you never to use that uh, phrase again.
1: I think someone in the audience said it right. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on who? <laughs> on you. On me. Yes, because you keep repeating the big lie. The lie that's told over and over and over and over again. Now I have said over and over again. I have Until no Jews and blacks and others believe that i actually said that let me
0: you didn't again- say that no i did not now you're going to accuse me of taking this out of context no i'm not either. i'm going to play your but own voice i did Thank this me. before you're accusing me of taking it out of uh, context this is cut co- <laughs> mister let me just say minister Farrakhan, sure. i don't get any this is no joy to be going around the block with you again on this <laughs> But when you no smile, to me well, but when you smile, it conveys a kind of "Oh, stop worrying about this. I know what I meant." This is not the precision of language that we would expect from a man whose mind is so admired by the last person who stood up. Well, now let's, now let's, here we go again. Roll the tape. Here is your voice and the words uh, graphic. To shield your gutter religion under His holy and righteous name. You said that. That's your voice. I want to say that
1: no sane, intelligent, religious person could ever condemn the revealed Word of God from the source of purity as dirty or gutter or unclean. The Word of God comes to people in the gutter to purify their actions and their conduct and cause them to live upright. But religion is not what we preach. Religion was and is what we practice. And that's why Moses told Israel, Obey the law and statutes and commandments that I give you this day. Jesus said, Be ye doers of the word and not just hearers of the word. And Muhammad taught that mere belief counts for nothing except that it is carried into practice. I close this, and I hope I never have to answer this again. Black people are in this country because so-called Christians, not practicing the true word of Jesus Christ, were practicing a dirty religion. Some so-called Muslims were involved in the slave trade, and in some wicked dealings in Africa, not doing what the prophet said, but practicing dirty religion. So Muslim and I said, sir, that Israel practiced dirty religion. Taking the land from the Palestinians, using lying, thieving, and murder, and the name of God as a shield for their dirty practice in the name of God. Uh And this is a travesty in religion. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. you never in your life used the phrase dirty religion when referring to muslims
1: not never, in that context never before I would, don't, Please. did sir, you ever say that a muslim not, did you ever refer course. to their dirty religion of course of course there there's too much hypocrisy in
0: religion. All right, let's talk about this. And then. that's why the world is okay. in the condition that it's in. Mr. Farrakhan, sir, you are drawing thousands and thousands of people in your public appearances. You have the cops, and uh, you claim the FBI and the CIA is on your case, and I wouldn't doubt that myself. You uh, we have a responsibility, we have a responsible uh, media's responsibility is to figure this person out. Wow. Too powerful. Look at this crowd here. You're a powerful man. You can draw a crowd. You're also a religious fundamentalist. Doesn't make you bad, but that's what you are. And you also had this to say about a black reporter for the Washington Post who quoted Jesse Jackson as using the word, Hi-me-town. Tell me why you're upset about this. Here is... Here is Mr. Farrakhan talking about Milton Friedman. You can do better. Here is uh, I'm sorry, Milton Coleman. Roll the tape. Listen to this.
2: To make an example of Milton Coleman? One day soon we will punish you with death
1: because you are interfering with the future of our babies. For white people and against the good of yourself and your own people
0: a punishment for such dogs. Now, yeah, come on. Now, Does that make you proud? Yes. Does the now, man wait. have a responsibility to speak to this?
1: Of course. Then now, why? Then, Tell your people then to then, be... Then let me speak to it. Now, if you would be honest, that tape was cut up and pieced together. Let's just a minute... Oh just a minute. You didn't say
5: you died. Just, just a minute. You didn't say he
1: should be just killed. a minute. You know, it's interesting how white folk sit here thinking that I have a reason to lie to you as though you are so powerful and you are so wonderful and I'm so ashamed of my words that I have to twist and turn, please, you're not dealing with that kind of man. You're dealing with a man who means what he says and says what he means. Now listen, put that in context of a campaign where Jesse Jackson was trying to be the first man to be nominated from the Democratic Party to be the president of the United States. He made a statement off the record to a black reporter. And that black reporter gave that statement to a white reporter, and it came out in the Washington Post. And from that day, poor Jesse started slipping in the polls with white people. And so the- I took Milton Coleman to task. I referred to him in the language of a traitor. I referred to him, and these are the actual words. I said that that man should be ostracized from us. When he comes to church, tell him, you're not wanted until you repent. This is what I said. And then I said, one day, soon, when we have a nation... We will punish our traitors with death like you punish yours. Now, just a minute, let me finish. I talked to Milton Coleman. I want you to know this, Phil, and your audience. I talked to Milton Coleman by telephone right after it came out in the press that I threatened his life. And when I said to Milton, Milton, I did not threaten your life, nor your children's, nor your wife's. Milton said to me, Farrakhan, if you will go before the public and say that, I'll sit down and talk with you. I said, Milton, I'll do one better than that. I said, I'll be on Nightline tonight, and I will say it on national television. He said, where will you meet with me? I said, I'll meet with you anywhere you want to meet. And Milton said, will you meet me at the Washington Post? I said, yes. Yes. I went on Nightline and made that statement, and the next day I called Milton Coleman, and Milton Coleman told me that the people at the Washington Post forbid him from seeing me. That was six years ago, and the other day I sat in front of Milton Coleman at the Washington Post. For the first time in six years, I brought it up and scolded these white folk who kept me from reconciling a difference with my brother. You cry about how joyful it is that the walls are tumbling down in Germany, but you are busy erecting walls, keeping brothers from coming together with their own.
6: You constantly speak of injustice in the
3: country. Look at the injustice that you're doing to these people. Let America be the way it should be. What do you want to separate everyone for? What
6: is the purpose of that? That's not this country.
1: My time, First, miss, you said let America be what it should be. Should is the conditional. And the conditions now, ma'am, the conditions are that America is separate. You have two million Indians on reservations, Indian women being sterilized. You have 30 million blacks unemployed, unemployable. Huh?
6: And Jews, but and look, all different
1: kinds of people, miss, not just black. Miss, oh. miss, I got to say this. Oh. Miss, oh. miss. Oh. miss, Jews have organizations and leaders looking out for their concerns. So Whites have so organizations you. and leaders looking out for their concerns. As a black person, I reserve the right to look out for the concerns of my own people. And if we all look out for the concerns of our people and do justice by our people and by one another, then possibly America might be conditionally what you think it ought to be, but I really don't think you got that amount of time.
0: Yes, ma'am.
3: I can dare say this is the only country on the face of the earth where black, brown, white, polka dot, all
4: have equal opportunity. Minister like uh-huh.
1: yeah. have have
7: Briefly.
1: Briefly. Farrakhan, I've been reading the NAACP reports and the National Urban League reports, and recently I was reading in the Washington Post where Dr. Kenneth Clark, one of our greats, was now lamenting over the fact that he has found that America is indeed separate and unequal and that he has lived his entire life fighting for integration. Would you please, for these few moments, to the, black, the blacks who are listening in the audience, speak of a black united front and how we can begin to pull our people together. Certainly, uh, the lady who raised the point That America is a great land of opportunity we can't deny that America has given everyone who has come opportunity but to the blacks who built this I suggest to you miss you are not qualified to speak for us you are not qualified to speak for us you are only qualified to represent yourself and your opinion but really those of us who have suffered this, we know what we're talking about. And, so and, now I would I, like to just address I'll give you this an opportunity
0: point. in just a moment. Yes, who wants it?
4: Yes. I just want to say that I'm so scared to go out in the world next year because I was never a prejudiced person, and so I'm listening
6: to you. It's really scary hearing what you're saying. I'm very scared. You're not prejudiced.
1: You <laughs> My dear young lady, when you go out into the world you're going to find a reality that you're going to have to deal with please don't live in a fantasy world created by television there's a very real world out there. i was
3: raised to be white black i was raised to be equal to anyone listening to you you are so precious i just can't believe it i am shocked you're scaring me mr farrakhan I sit here and I'm seething. The, the things that you're saying only divides us.
0: Well, what is it that he said that makes you angry? I
3: don't like what you say about Jews or any other people. These things that you... And when you look at us, he's you're he's not...
0: talking about Jews. He's talking about an abasement of their religion Phil, by some people. Me, excuse
3: me. What you're doing is... snick. Just a moment. You have been sitting there for an hour and you've been snickering and sneering at us. Yes. We don't look at you that way. We are giving you the respect the full hour to listen. You're not Martin Luther King who brought us together. I could listen to him forever, but you're dividing us. Uh, well,
1: since I have... Since I have one minute... I really thank you for the privilege of speaking to you and with you. I would hope that we as black people would come together and form a united front to deal with the problems that confront us. And then I would hope that whites would actually begin to know more about the condition that you are totally oblivious to. The Kerner report said that most whites know nothing really about what it is like to live in the ghetto.
0: I am pleased to welcome you to part two of the uh, Donahue two-part program featuring um, Minister Louis Farrakhan, who uh, at the end of our last program left an awful lot of uh, unhappy people in our audience. Not necessarily unhappy at anything he said, but unhappy because they had no time at all to say anything. So this is our attempt to give you an opportunity to express yourself and ask uh, Minister Farrakhan to respond. Whom didn't we... Yes? Yes.
3: Um, I would just like to say that I am terrified that even you, someone who's obviously educated, has given up... Hope completely like when when you call upon us you say white folk you say black people Jewish people why can't we come together we obviously can come together we just have to we just have to find a way to do it
1: the desire is good but the reality is the total opposite of your desire and unfortunately as a young lady you are not in the position of power to make the decisions to make America work. May I, you know, as as an audience of intelligent people, I would like to just take a moment to say to you that I really don't think you fully understand what has happened to these people that you look at as second class or inferior citizens in this nation. (laughs) Black people who were brought to this country were stripped of their names, language, culture, religion, God, and taken totally away from the history of themselves. Here are 30 million people who don't wear their own names, they wear your names. Who don't speak their own language. They speak English, which is not their language. They never, never were allowed their own cultural expression of Africa. Don't you realize that when you turn a people upside down and inside out then sell them not for a day not for a year but for 300 years and deny us the human right to know to read a book to learn to understand and then after 100 uh, 300 years of that you allow us Into the church, but by that time you've painted Jesus white, God white, the angels white, and then all these black people have been subjected to a form of white supremacy which produces in the reverse a black inferiority. And this is fulfilling what Jesus said as a man thinketh. So is he, and as long as our people think the way they think, we will never be able to do what we as a people should do to correct our condition. Over
6: here, please. Several people in the audience have said the things that um, he's saying. But you really haven't been specific. What is he saying that you have a problem with? And why is it when a black man stands up to speak for his people and other people stand up to speak for their people, there's no problem with it? But you're saying he said black, he said Jew. When people talk, they talk like that. But why is it when a black man stands up to speak for his people, you feel so threatened. Everybody's paranoid. And you talk about it's not segregation. We live in Harlem. We live in Watts. We live in Bedford-Stuyvesant. That's a form of segregation. We walk through Bensonhurst. We get killed. So what are you talking? about Uh, what I'd like to say there was somebody over there in the audience who said that they were afraid they were scared of when they were talking about the uh, what he was saying you see and what I'm saying is the other day you asked Mandela that same question about fearing white people fearing you know what will the black folks do and stuff? We should be running down the street screaming, ramping, and raving because when you look at the statistics, who is the one dying? From the policemen, from the KKK, from the skinheads, from the black people. We should getting... be scared. It should be the people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It should be us who should be scared, or y'all.
4: Excuse me. I was brought up in quote Bedford Stuyvesant in my time. But I would like to say what scares us is I think we hear violence. May I respond?
6: May I respond, please? I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Minister Farrakhan, would you explain why it is relevant at this stage in 1990, with all that we've gone through, why it is still relevant to try and to educate or to get white people to understand the plight of black people, shouldn't the energy be directed to us? Right on. If I may, may,
1: my work is directly to black people. I spend 99% of my time dealing with us to help us reform our minds and spirit that we may do for ourselves. However, when you live in a society like this and we know that in order to affect a solution to a problem between black and white, then there's going to have to be some meaningful dialogue between black and white in order to affect a solution. The young lady said she's afraid of violence. And isn't it sad that we who have been the victim Of so much violence. Now whites fear violence from us. We do not have a history of killing white people. White people have a history of killing us. See? And what what you fear, may I say this, sir? What you fear, and it's a deep guilt thing, that white folks suffer. You are afraid. That if we ever come to power, we will do to you and your fathers what you and your people have done to us. And I think you are judging us by the state of your own mind, and that is not necessarily the mind of black people.
3: Um, I'm with you. In that you're talking about wanting to have meaningful dialogue, and that's a problem. You know, right away, I don't know what's going to make whites happy. For Pete's sake, you know, you're talking about trying to find a solution to your problem. You're trying hard to do that, and we're tuning you right out. We're arguing with you. We're not agreeing with anything. We're not trying to give you a chance. For Pete's sake, you know, what do we want? Yes. Asalam <laughs> yes. alaikum.
7: Alaykum. Alaykum. Um, Mr. Farrakhan. There's a situation now where one in four black males are in prison or in jail or in some type of probation situation, okay? When I look around, even myself being a black reporter, okay, and they talk about racism of a black and white person go to the job, a black person is going to get the job. I never find that out. And we're in New York City with a black mayor, and I, I, I still haven't seen it. And when I see Minister Farrakhan, not only do the brothers enlighten me, but he gives me hope to not give up, not go get a pistol and stick somebody up, okay? So when I see you, not only are you the light and the hope, but I think, white America, you need to listen. And please don't harm this, brother, because we love him. Uh, Yeah. Hang on a
6: yeah. Getting back to what she said, what exactly do we have a problem with? Before you made a statement, you said that
3: I think that, well, not I, you said that white people think that you're inferior to us. I don't believe that. I'm part of the youth of America. I am not prejudiced. I feel more prejudiced right now than I've ever felt. Not against black, I am not prejudiced against black people. Some of my best friends are black people. I am, what's, what's the problem with that? Yeah.
0: yeah.
6: You let him speak, let me speak. Yeah.
0: You wanted to speak to this young woman? No. I I, no, I don't want to speak. Uh, 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 Who wants to talk to her? Yes. No,
6: what do you What do you mean? You feel more prejudice right now? Because the
3: way he's saying. Because me.
6: what?
3: What he's saying right now. I mean, I feel that you are prejudiced towards white people. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 Okay. But
6: excuse me. Excuse me. I think it's like he said. It might be a fear or misunderstanding that you have. Because what fear has he put, or what has he actually said here today that makes you feel prejudiced? I think that he said that, he said that we think
3: that they're inferior. I think it's partly part of your own complex that you have to get over because I don't feel you're inferior. I have nothing against black people.
6: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. let me answer her? This 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 is the, excuse me, excuse me, this is the situation. Every young white adult says I have not done this to white people black people, I have not done that to black people but your forefathers are the ones who have set us in the situation we are in, now what I'm saying is this, when Nat Turner stood up you all rejected him, you killed him when Marcus Garvey stood up, you all rejected him, enslaved him, he died a broken heart, now what I'm saying is this, your fathers have put us in the condition we are in and today you are profiting from what your forefathers have done now, now, my grandchildren are going to be raised and your children are going Say to them, you—they have not done to them because you are the ones who have. You are the ones who are going to do to my grandchildren what they're going going to experience if the situation continues. Now, what I'm saying is this: when we talk about America falling, what we are saying is this. If you all want to control America, then we must have a land base that we control. You all cannot continue printing the dollar bill and then expect us to abide by your rules when you do not want to give us jobs. Therefore, I'm saying that we have now got to come into negotiations, and Minister Farrakhan is the man to listen to.
1: it becomes, it becomes apparent more and more as we listen to each other and try to talk to each other that we don't perceive reality the same. Right. And as we're talking about either reconciling differences or separating, it becomes clear that if two people are looking at the same thing, and perceiving it so differently, then the two people are operating under a different stimulus. And so when the young lady says, I am prejudiced, to be prejudiced means to judge before the fact. After 400 years of living and experiencing, we're not prejudiced. We are looking at the reality of what we have suffered and continue
0: to suffer. Are you there? Yeah. Are you there, caller? Yes. Thank you for waiting. I'm sorry it took us a while to get you, but go ahead. I know you'll be brief.
4: Um, I'm a
3: white American born into poverty, and I overcame it. You know, the opportunities are here in America, and why can't we just start now? We hear all this violence. Why can't we just talk in a positive way and go forward instead of remembering all these things that are in the past that
0: are that are negative. They were not good for yeah. black uh, uh for white I according I, 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 according uh, yes, Mr. Farrakhan commenting.
1: According to the uh, State of Black America by the Urban League, if we started right now, they said, we could never close the gap to black poverty And white poverty. She said, let us start right now. Let's forget the past. Notice this. When Jewish people remember the Holocaust and want the world to remember the Holocaust, wait, wait, wait. Why do you want the world to remember? Because if the world does not remember, it is likely to repeat itself. And... Jewish persons who suffered from the Holocaust want the world to remember this because the world turned its back While Jews were put in ovens I as a black person Want my people to remember? What we have suffered and what we continue to suffer so that we will say like the Jews Never.
6: "Never never again Never again. Okay, I've I've been listening in this corner right here and I've heard a whole lot of negative things from the white people here. When you are trying to explain yourself, the white people don't want to hear you explain yourself. They drown you out. They start already trying to drown you out and talk over you. There's a certain amount of white arrogance here and they don't want to listen to what black people are saying. They don't understand because they don't want to understand. I've heard a woman here say, go back to Africa. Somebody said, we have a black holiday. What does that mean? So what? What does that mean? He did not say that. He said, if we have a choice, What some of us can go and some of us can't. But there's no understanding in here. People are just trying to 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 talk.
1: To those arrogant persons. You know, when you tell us go back, please remember where you came from. And when you when you want to relegate somebody to a specific place, just remember what your origin is in this world. Please, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I want you to understand that you, wherever you are on the earth, you're not a native anywhere. You came there and took it from the native people who are there. So please don't talk about going back, because if others talk to you about that, where would you go?
3: Yes. I do. I agree with you. I agree with you. Someone said we don't agree with you. I agree with you that we live in a racist society. But just as I'm racist, some of you are being racist in the fact that you're calling me a white folk. I realize that things that I have, things things that I have, things that I have, I realize I most of them I may have gotten because I'm white. And I am privileged because I'm white. But I... I feel, I do feel guilty. There are feelings of guilt from being white, and I realize that, but you're building walls. We build walls this high. You, we're separated right now. The white people are on this side, and the black people are on that side. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm not separated. My road's not separated. <laughs>
6: yeah. 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 I saying? don't know I what I want to say. I Oh,
0: yeah, let me said, get this young woman here. No, she me? said
6: we're separated by seats. She seeing, says what? You'll we, see it, we did not seat ourselves, okay? So don't get that impression we wanted a black here and well, you over there, or whatever, okay? okay? No, I just, to, I just wanted to say that because she made the point.
0: ourselves. But, you know, it, okay. happens,
6: it happens at high school
0: Phil, cafeterias. Okay. It happens all over the Phil,
6: place. Phil told us to sit over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not the cheap seats. <laughs> Sir.
8: Assalamu alaikum. I'd like to say that uh, I've written a book about black soldiers in the Civil War. Many black people have come to me and said constantly that they had no idea that there were black soldiers in the Civil War. Obviously, there are white people who don't know this. Don't we need to begin with education, begin with rewriting the textbooks in America to tell the truth about blacks
4: and whites in America in context?
0: Yes, yes. Please, please, for one second.
4: That's what I wanted to, Minister Farrakhan, Um, the education system. Our children right now are being miseducated. What can we do so that we can inform our children, educate our children? And it's sad because white folks don't know anything about black history. And they have done that purposely. And I am am saying that in May, I go down to uh, Buford. And when you're in South Carolina, the whole history of black Africans is there. And it's pathetic that white folks have to wait till February to find out that we were slaves. I would like us to speak to what are we going to do to improve the education of this whole society which have cheated them from the edu- from our true heritage.
1: May I, may I respond? I said in the first segment it was a crime of omission as well as a crime of commission. And that crime has affected both white and black. White folk have been made to believe that the history of civilization begins in Egypt and that Egypt was a white civilization. (laughs) And that many whites have been made to believe that black folk were just in the jungles of Africa running around with no clothes on, and never contributed anything to the advancement of civilization, while at the same time there are masons and shriners. Some of your parents are shriners and masons, and they put on the fares of the Muslim people. And what they're studying is the true history of the black people of this earth. I think if the proper education were given to black and white, we could come away with a healthy respect, one for the other. I want to clear this, that I don't think black people disrespect the tremendous accomplishments that white folk have made. But if white folk do not know what black people have contributed to the advancement of civilization it leads to a disrespect of a whole segment of the population and this is why today i will say that black children as much as we need education we don't want to go to these schools because the food that we are being fed is not proper but any one of us can go into the schools where there's no discipline where there's madness in the corridors, and we can speak to our youth and get their attention in a matter of moments because we are teaching them that which their souls yearn for, that is a proper knowledge of self. And if they won't give it to us, we have the responsibility to give it to ourselves.
3: Mr. Khan I have actually two questions. One, um, the direction that you're pursuing seems to be a complete reversal from the direction that Martin Luther King was going into, which is total integration. You seem to be wanting to pull your people apart into a more segregated but equal situation. Can you draw any parallels between yourself and he and the end result that you're looking for? And how would you address some of the um... educated um... upper-class blacks who are sending their children off to college now and are distressed that they're coming back to black yes. okay. you, you, and i had said what is what do you mean my, nec- my question to them was what, is, what do you mean by too black? How can your children be too black? And they say there's a militant air that's coming home and an angriness and an aggressiveness that they've spent years t- trying to quell. These children are wealthy children going to excellent colleges. Their parents are upper class and they're, they're concerned and distressed.
1: Thank you. First, I appreciate the manner and the spirit of your question. Dr. Martin Luther King, of course, was a giant among us. Dr. Martin Luther King was a humanist as well as a deep religious thinker who hoped and believed and worked for the coming together of people. I don't think that Dr. King was in error to work what his heart commanded him to do. But while Dr. King was doing that, would you believe that the United States government, under the counterintelligence program of J. Edgar Hoover, was plotting all the while against Dr. King to discredit him, to keep him from getting the Nobel Peace Prize. When he went to meet with the Pope, the FBI tried to interfere with Dr. King's meeting with the Pope, thinking that if the Pope met, with Dr. King, it would give him too much credibility. Dr. King, in 1968, lost his life because he felt that poverty in America was so pervasive, not only among blacks, but whites. And even though Lyndon Baines Johnson was the one that was the architect of the War on Poverty and commissioned the Kerner Commission, Mr. Johnson became so obsessed With winning the war in Vietnam, he took money away from dealing with the problems of America, sending that money into Vietnam in a cause that America lost. And when Dr. Martin Luther King spoke openly, honestly, against the war in Vietnam, you know the rest. The man was assassinated. And now America, 20 years after Dr. King, is further apart even though there's a bigger middle class the poor are getting poorer and the system that you call uh, economic political and religious system keeps pressing the poor down to the point where you have millions of black people who are useless to themselves and to this nation
8: I would just I would just like to say Minister Farrakhan that uh, all that you have done for the black community, and, and, and as well as educating the white, that in the white community, there is hundreds and thousands of Farrakhans. I mean your mentality, how you think, the, the, the uplifting of your people. But in the black community, there's a few Farrakhans. It's not enough of us that is helping to take up the burden of our people. It is our responsibility. It's not white folks' responsibility to deal with the illness of our people. Those who feel that they want to help us Fine, well as well as can be, God will bless them. But it's our responsibility, and it's not enough of us who are helping to uplift our people. We are catching hell. Certainly, if you are a, a people that is always begging, you're not you're not going out to help brothers like Far Khan and brothers that's following, Look at the Muslims. Look how clean they look. Look at how upright they look. They're not eating bad food. They're not drinking. They're not running after women or running after men, as Minister Farrakhan has said. So we should be men enough and women enough to do, because you're only on this planet for a short while, white and black. So we should pull our resources together and think intelligently enough to say that whatever affects one, affects all of us indirectly. Because when you have AIDS, age, don't, AIDS age don't have no uh, privilege of, well, we're just going to deal with black folks. AIDS deal with everybody, Indians, Chinese, Italian, everybody. So you should think about what this black man is saying. Thank you.
0: Okay, I'd,
4: I'd just like to say I think you should be thanking God that you live in this country instead of wanting to take your people and moving to another country with all the opportunities that you have here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think we've missed the point here. We've talked about racism. There is no racism in this heart. What we have missed the point on is your children and our children are in jail and are on drugs because of drugs. We need to talk about how to get our children off of drugs. United against the common enemy. Absolutely. We need to unite. When we get our children off of drugs, I think our children will be talking together and your 600,000 young men will not be in jail any longer. Yeah. Well,
1: of course, the Muslims went into a sec- section of Washington that actually had become an open-air drug market. And by the grace of God, these young men took over that section which had housed 9,000 human beings. And within a month, There were no drugs sold in that area and the the Muslims have held that area for two years relatively drug-free and crime-free with no help from the government and very little help from others. We've done it with a word. If you could just calm the emotion, the fears, and listen to a word that can uplift not only black, but it can uplift your people as well. Maybe we could solve the drug problem in the United States.
8: Sir. I'd just like to point out to the lady who said about blacks returning to black. I'm one of those people who went to a white Catholic Jesuit college. And I had that fear when I went away also of coming back to New York City. I saw the media. I saw blacks killing. I saw blacks doing all kinds of stuff that just wasn't pleasing to my eye. But when I got back here, when I went back into Harlem, I saw the reason for some of that. I saw how the media took certain things out of contents. A lot of whites are talking about fear. The fear is not black itself. It's not black people. It's the fear that you see. There's nothing to fear at all. A lot of people are not going to Harlem. They're not going to the ghettos because they fear I don't know what. But the blacks are some of the most passive people you will come across. We have tolerated a lot, and we continue to. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would just like to ask Mr. Farquhar if he, would, he could comment on the vast gulf uh, in the understanding and the perception between blacks and whites. And what do you think is the next step to advance this dialogue that seems to have started?
1: The gulf is created by improper education, environment and the stimulus that comes from improper education environment if you just look at the constitution of the united states as a legal document that called us three-fifths of a human after we were robbed of the knowledge of self then you look at a religion christianity i'm not saying the teachings of jesus now but i'm talking about the way christianity has been used I was talking to a Catholic priest a few weeks ago telling him how black folk were taught that our blackness is something of a divine curse, that we are the children of Ham. And Ham was one of the sons of Noah who uh, mocked Noah in his drunkenness and Noah cursed him. Black folk think of themselves in a servitude posture. Black folk think of the color of their skin as a curse. They think of the texture of their hair as something terrible, the thickness of our lips or the shape of our noses. This is not because we desire to think this way, but we live in America where white standards of beauty have been imposed upon us. Now, what? how do you break this? By telling the truth. The truth is, black people Have a beauty that is ours. It is uniquely ours. You have your beauty as white people. As you learn to appreciate yourself and we learn to appreciate ourselves, then maybe we can appreciate one another. But truth has to be told. The truth is, according to your own scholars, your own scientists, Mendel said black skin is dominant. White skin is recessive, dark eyes are dominant, light eyes are recessive. Mendel said you can get the the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. That's Mendel. Dr. Leakey was looking for the origin of human beings. He went to Europe, but he didn't stay there long. He kept right on moving and he found the origin of man in Africa. Now some of your scholars of genetics have taken the DNA and have traced the origin of human beings back to the black woman. Look, we are the father of all human beings. Tell it from the mountain, the black people are the original people of the earth. That doesn't make us better, but it says we are your father. We are your mother, and you should honor your father and mother that your days may be long. And we'll be back in just a moment.
0: We're back with the Reverend uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, who sounded awful close to William Shockley on the last answer. But William Shockley was telling a falsehood
1: while we are telling a manifest truth. And this truth, white people know You scholars know it, but you've hidden it from black people and hidden it from your own people. So if you know that you come from us, then maybe you would respect your root a little better. And if we knew that you came from us, maybe we would respect ourselves a lot better. So it works for both of us. It's good to know the truth. The truth will make you free.
0: Do you is it your feeling that AIDS is a manufactured yeah. disease, uh, which has hit especially in especially horrendous way uh, among uh, people of color, among African Americans, engineered by the, a white person? It is becoming increasingly clear in medical
1: circles that the configuration of that virus is not a natural configuration, but that it is a made virus. Now, this should not come as a shock to you, because viruses have been used for years to get rid of unwanted and useless populations. I think General Amherst sent smallpox up in blankets to the Indians. And I think you will find that a hundred black men in a Tuskegee experiment were injected with the most virulent form of syphilis and allowed to cohabit with whomsoever they would and never were to be treated for syphilis. This is reality. Now, it was 400. Now we're looking at not only biological warfare but we're looking with at chemical warfare that is being used in crack cocaine and now in ice being used on black and white and i'm telling you if america doesn't wake up your country will be lost from
4: within
0: you 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 believe
4: i believe you believe this is true I do believe it, because if you remember... How many white folks are going to
0: sit still over this kind of an indictment without proof, my Can I finish
4: this? Do you remember, and the Godfather, and everybody that saw the Godfather will remember this. He said, only give the drugs to the black because they do not have any hope. Isn't it true? How many can deny
0: it? Well, I, I... uh, and therefore what? Therefore it's true? No,
4: that is true. Yeah. Yes, I
0: did. All right. All right, hang on just a second. Yes, yes.
8: i just like to say that I have nothing against you or any of your brothers, or should I say puppets, that react this oh. way. But... Now, if you're talking about one in every four black men are in jail and everything, I mean, I think we should help ourselves, you know. I mean, if you, if you want, we pull together and get out of this thing, out of you know how you think of blacks and how you think of whites, but you know, all, God said all men are created equal, so why don't we feel that
0: way? Yeah. Uh, why was it necessary to kind of insult the, 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 the people? Way they,
8: the, the way they act when we talk. When white people talk, they always act down to the way, the yeah. way white are people
0: you, talk. Is there a reserve religion in your own? Uh, I'm Catholic. You're Catholic. Uh, would you call all the people who stand up at St. Patrick's Cathedral puppets of Cardinal O'Connor? No. Why not? Why not? He wants to know. Why not? I'm not... Just the
8: question.
0: See, they see that as a double standard. Yeah. In other words, when a black person supports a black person... No, but the way puppets. they're
8: talking down to us.
0: They're well, talk, what I did they say? What, what was said that bothered you the most? Can we... Let's talk about no, it. No, the, the way they look it's at us... It's the way they and look the way, at you. And the way, so no. it's not something... <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to talk to him? Yeah, okay, hang on, just a second.
6: I would like to know... Excuse me... I'm speaking to you. Why is there such a problem when we speak to you about how we feel? Why is there such a problem with that? Why you can't understand about how we feel? We have to deal with how you feel. We have to hear what you have to say about us, and we deal with it. How come you can't deal with it? I can deal with you can't deal with it
8: if you're not dealing with it. I can deal with it. I think we should get together, though. Okay, don't
6: insult us, then, OK? We don't insult you. Don't insult us, OK? Just
0: don't insult us. She, I don't think he meant to insult he us. Yes, yeah.
6: yeah. he did. He yeah. did insult us yeah. by calling us puppets. We are no puppets. We are human beings. They Muslims. We are black people. You're white people. That's all
4: to it. That's it. That's yeah.
7: See, this 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 just Okay. This just carries on what we what we say, okay? The fact that This white man can come out and call some people puppets. The only follow-order functionaries in here is you and your people. Because if you had some conscience and some morality, you wouldn't kill black folks. A black kid wouldn't have to die in Bensonhurst or Howard Beach, okay? Because you would have said, well, I'm a man. I don't have to go with that group, okay? Because a man stands alone. Now, I call your attention. You say we're puppets. Why are they puppets, okay? I'm a black reporter. I'm no puppet. I call it for what it is, okay? I respect you.
8: I want to say one thing. Okay, I'm gonna. If Gotti was sitting up there and he had his men around, you, Gotti, John Gotti, John Gotti, okay, John Gotti, you wouldn't open your mouth up and say anything. You see? You wouldn't say. You wouldn't even. You wouldn't even break breath to say anything about Gotti men. You know? But you feel that these black men standing up here, you feel that you don't. You don't have to fear them
1: may i may i uh
4: yeah uh, i would like to ask if all of um
3: his followers agree with everything that he says
4: or if some of them think for
3: themselves that's what i want to know
6: see now now
1: miss there, there are people in here w- would you talk to people who are not quote-unquote, followers of Farrakhan and answer that lady's question?
0: He wants to know if everybody agrees with you. That was the question. Yes, yes, yes.
3: I am a member of the black press. My name is Totley Brown. I work for National Black Network. I am not a follower of Minister Farrakhan, and I am tired. I am very tired of hearing you people of talk to black people like we have feelings black people have feelings we are tired of listening to the way you teach it the way you want it the way you deal with it i have also worked for the white media in the white media i have heard them take out black stories and i have said to them why are you taking out a black story i'd like to hear it and their attitude was well there aren't enough people who want to hear it well i do and i know plenty of other people who want to too."
5: So one, one, one of the problems I have is, and I think most uh, uh, young people and the elderly people have, is the concept of the basic bias. We recognize that there are millions and millions and millions of fine, beautiful, attractive black men in America throughout the world. Everybody will agree with that. But why should I pick up a magazine, a People magazine or something, and see Sean Connery as the sexiest man alive, John F. uh, Kennedy Jr., the sexiest man alive? What happened to Denzel Washington? What happened to Minister Farquaad? What happened to all of the brilliant men? Not on top of that, we talk about Elvis Presley gets his new show, but Little Richard is still alive on the planet Earth, rocking and rolling. So we're saying that the bottom line is that we don't get our full due as human beings. The bottom line is that America must begin to respect the contributions of African-American men and women if we have survived the 21st century. We agree. Can, I, can we wait just a little?
6: One second. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Number one. Just, just let this young woman make a point. All right. Number one, it is an insult to ask who follows Minister Farrakhan. Okay? That is an insult. To you, it is relevant. To us, it is not. Okay? He is our leader. We are tired of you trying to pick our friends. That's right. We are tired of white people trying to say who our leaders should be. We will decide who our leaders will be, not you. Yes. Yes.
0: Nobody, I resent that nobody called me to ask me what I felt about Reverend Sharpton. And we'll be back in just a moment. We're back with very little time. I know you'll be brief. I just want to say this.
2: Many of us are not in the nation of Islam, but we're followers of Louis Farrakhan whites are telling us he's not like dr king he's exactly like dr king dr king fought for justice if whites loved dr king they should have kept dr king they killed dr king dr king today is louis farrakhan fighting for justice and fighting for the rights of our people for christians and all of us follow louis farrakhan yes one person killed dr
0: king
3: there's many of White people Yeah, yes,
0: that that's true. You know, white people kill. Like,
3: one person like Come together them. and blacks and whites want right. to be together. And maybe, you're maybe, just
0: Maybe you have an obligation to these folks just as it was I think imprudent for us to suggest that you're puppets. It's similarly imprudent for you to suggest you're that white people oh, right. killed Martin Luther King. Not a bad that's point.
6: Not
0: sure. <laughs> well, well, hey, I want to say Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. Uh-huh. I'd like to say just as it is imprudent to say that white people killed Martin Luther King, it is also imprudent to say that the Nation of Islam killed Malcolm
6: X. Uh But but you go beyond that.
0: You said white people killed Malcolm X. I didn't say that. I said the
1: government of the United States had a hand in the assassination of Malcolm X we know it was black folk that pulled the trigger we know that right so thank you for such a wonderful time with you thank you i'd like to say we'd like to keep the door open to continue dialogue with blacks and jews and blacks and whites and blacks and and others so that we can find the right solution to this problem
0: and thank i know you join me in thanking reverend Falcon for a very important program